This is the Design Spark Podcast. Yes, that's right. The Design Spark Podcast. Lucy Rogers, Beck Hill, and Harriet Brain. We are the presenters, so you'll be entertained as we talk about tech and we have a good laugh about the past and the present and the future and stuff. This is the Design Spark Podcast. Coming up on the Design Spark Podcast. It's on my face! It's on my face! Lucy! I think it's a jolly good idea. Oh my god, what's living in my home? Dang! I was the smart home all along! Welcome to the Design Spark Podcast, the show that uses facts, songs, and precision engineered puns to master the mysteries of modern tech. I'm Professor Lucy Rogers, the inventor with a sense of fun. And joining me in my lab are two skilled mirth makers and technology trainees, Beck Hill and Harriet Brain. How are we both? Good, thanks, Lucy. Yeah, good. I'm very impressed by how well you were able to say mirth makers and technology trainees. That was a mouthful. <laughs> it, it was... This is yeah. the... <laughs> I struggled, though. That's a hard, that's a hard thing to say. Now, welcome to my lab, although please do be careful what you say, as it's recently gained sentience and gets quite touchy when you mention the mould. <laughs> Beck, do you have a good relationship with smart devices? Um, I, I would say it's a love-hate relationship in that I like smart devices, but I feel judged by them. <laughs> <laughs> just judge generally everything you do is being judged is it like you know having a something on your shoulder watching no no I feel judged by them because I feel that they know that they're smarter than me <laughs> <laughs> and Harriet have you ever had an argument with Alexa uh no I've, I've never actually used Alexa um because I hate her <laughs> <laughs> she, she knows, knows what, what she, she did, did. <laughs> how about Siri I've, I've tried Siri, but she's not very, uh, she I don't think she likes me very much. I used Google the first time mm-hmm. the other day. Oh, here's a fun thing. If I say, okay, Google, and someone is listening with the speakers, oh, my phone <laughs> just did it. My phone just started talking to me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'll be honest, that last question was a bit of a hint because this week we'll be attempting to master the mystery of smart homes. Beck and Harriet, are you familiar with this subject? Mm, no, not really. I prefer all of my appliances to be stupid and dumb. <laughs> Mainly because, you know, what, what Beck said, if they're smarter than me, then th- th- I just can't deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for me, my knowledge of smart homes extends to the idea of what today's homes would have looked like to people in the 60s yeah (laughs) you know like I think of Jetsons and stuff and I that's all I can think of like a cartoony version I find it hard to marry that with probably what will be the reality I mean I've got a heating system in which I should allegedly be able to control with my phone but like I haven't got smart enough to remember to set my heating when I'm not in my Mm -hmm. home you know what I mean so they're actually only smart homes for smart people yeah Sounds like we need to hear my quick start guide and the results of your assignments, which you promised me you'd do before the show. Wait, we're recording a show? Yes, and at the end I'll be giving you a examination to test what you've learnt. The trainee with the highest score will, as usual, get their very own DesignSpark Masters of Technology badge, which is less of a literal badge and more of a badger honour. Don't you mean badge of honour? Nope, 
Badgers everywhere would love to win one. <laughs> now, on with the show. Let's start with what makes a home smart, apart from kicking it in the shins. A smart home is one that appears to think for itself, much like a baby appearing to smile, except both of them are actually just regulating their gas supply. To achieve this, homes require sensors, networks and computers to monitor their environment, make decisions and then act on them, sometimes without anyone intervening. Heck, Harriet, would you trust a smart home to make decisions for you? Hmm. I don't even trust myself. Never mind a thing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it would look after, look after me better than I look after myself. That's always a possibility, mm. a distinct possibility. Do you trust the thing that programmed the thing to look after you? I probably already, like, I, I currently trust Netflix to suggest some good because you watched things. Oh, yeah. So I guess it's like a house version of that. Yeah. Because you were cold yesterday, we're going to put the heating on now. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, my Scottish husband would hate that, though. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> And then I would have an excuse. I'd be like, it wasn't me, it was the house. The house wants it. <laughs> In more technical terms, smart homes are homes that are instrumented, interconnected and appear intelligent. So if the three of us were a smart home, Harriet would have the instrument, Beck would be interconnected and I'm the one who appears intelligent. Yep, I'd agree with that. <laughs> instrumented means sensors which includes things like oven thermostats, motion sensors on security lights, and even microwave timers. What other sensors can you think of that live in your home? Live? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God, what's living in my home? <laughs> Some would say that's how the mould happens. <laughs> yeah, does mould count as, a, as an instrument? <laughs> I suppose it senses the humidity. <laughs> yeah. My doorbell... Uh, tells me if there's anybody outside or it also tells me if there's a spider walking across the camera. <laughs> it's, ah! It's on my face! It's on my face! Lucy! Get it now! There's a spider in my eye. Actually, I've, I've had a really... I've had a, a really interesting look at the nature that goes on outside my house, uh, mainly at night. Uh, there's there's three different cats that come on at diff come on that that come up the drive at different <laughs> times, and I've got a woodlouse also that does a tour of my doorbell camera. Aww. Yeah, Aww, it's like taking selfies. It's like a house louse, really. Oh, sweet. Aww. All these sensors then tell us things like how much gas we've used, whether the boiler is on and whether the house is on fire. <laughs> we used to rely on other people to read and verify some of these sensors. For example, the gas board would look at my gas meter and the insurance assessor would tell me I should have bought a smoke alarm. <laughs> Beck, what do you think happened to all these people who used to read the meters? Um, I don't know. Does this mean they get to stay at home and the readings just come to them on a little laptop and then they're like, I did my job? <laughs> Actually, I say that people still show up to read my meters. In fact, I had a man show up at like eight a.m. or something, and and as you know, you know when you do comedy and you do like you work a lot in the evenings. You have very late nights, so when I'm working evenings, I tend to sleep until at least nine a.m. because I'm getting home at like midnight or one. And um and this guy came around at eight a.m. and he was like da 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 on the door and I opened it up and he'd come to read my my meter and 
then I obviously looked really tired and he was like, oh, big night. And I said, oh, no, I, I, I work nights. And then he went, oh, what do you do? And because I wasn't thinking fast enough because it was early morning, I just said, I'm a comedian. And then he just went, oh, tell us a joke. No, <laughs> I just no. in my dressing gown rubbed my face and went, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, that's, oh, that's just horrible. That's like a nightmare. Yeah, I don't go to his place at 1am and ask him to read my meter. Exactly. <laughs> so inconsiderate. So hopefully all the men that read the meters or people that read them are all in prison. Because <laughs> they were all committing <laughs> crimes against comedians. Just crimes against Beck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Many of these sensors are now interconnected and part of the so-called... Oh, do we not have an answer to that? Do we not know what happened to everyone whose job it was? It's not a factoid I have. (laughs) I just wasn't sure if this was going to be in the tech examination. (laughs) (laughs) Many of those sensors are now interconnected and part of the so-called Internet of Things. And being connected means information can flow between your smartphone, your supplier and low-grade hackers who just really love boilers. (laughs) And with all this new information sloshing around, smart homes, or more specifically, the smart components within them, can start making decisions on your behalf and therefore appear to be intelligent. The future truly is bright if it entails saying pizza or pasta and leaving the fridge to make the final call. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Some smart heating controllers recognise your daily comings and goings and, after weeks of observation and complex calculation, figure out the answer to when should the hot water be switched on is basically... All the time, except when you need a shower. <laughs> Do you think a smart home could save you money on your bills, Beck? Um, no, because as I mentioned earlier, I live with a Scotsman. So in, <laughs> in fact, I, just bef- before we uh, joined you in your lab, Lucy, I um, left a room briefly with a lamp on and when I returned, the lamp was off. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't have to worry about that stuff. It just gets done. You actually already have a smart home, don't you? It's just run by a smart man. (laughs) I do. His name's Gav. (laughs) Harriet, how about you? Any bills? It it probably could, but yeah, we're we're quite careful. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I also live with a Scotsman, slightly weirdly. (laughs) The same one? (laughs) Same one? Not the same one. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, but I don't. I don't know. I don't think we're quite as uh, quite as Scottish as Gav. I can't remember if I mentioned this on a previous in, on a previous series, but in winter, if uh, if Gav comes home from work, he uh, touches the radiator to see if it's been on, <laughs> and if it has, uh, he says, "How long do you have the heating on?" <laughs> well, he's normally all right. If I'm all rugged up, he knows that I didn't have a choice. But if I'm in, a, if I'm sitting there in a t-shirt, he's like. Mm, put a jumper on he's right he cares about the environment too tune in next week for the (laughs) beck and gav marriage counseling service increasingly it's not the sensors themselves but the power of the data analytics that will drive smart home tech which has significant implications for the end-to-end infrastructure needed to support the internet of things rather than just focusing on the things smart tech companies want to sell us and that concludes my quick start guide to smart homes. Yay. Very informative. Harriet, your first assignment was to research the history of smart homes. I'm assuming in the past that just meant Isaac Newton's house. 
<laughs> I don't know what you mean, Lucy. Uh, but I have been researching the history of smart homes. And I think Isaac Newton's house would have actually been quite dumb, uh, seeing as that it was all in the olden days. Yes, but he was smart. He was smart. I, I know, I know that's the... Anyway. Let's just say this isn't Isaac Newton's lab, is it? Okay. <laughs> smart means different things to different people, as we've already established. Back in 1901, the first engine-powered vacuum cleaner seemed the height of smart, until the electric vacuum was invented six years later, upon which the engine one looked a bit stupid. <laughs> Imagine that. The ultimate in smart vacuuming is, of course, the autonomous floor cleaning device, otherwise known as a dog. <laughs> and if you haven't got a dog, you can always buy one of those robot vacuums and stick a tail on it. And a tongue, obviously, so that it can lick your face. Floor, I mean the floor. <laughs> One forward-thinking fellow called Emil Mathias, living in mid-century Michigan, created an entire house filled with fully automated appliances, curtains that could be drawn automatically, a wind-powered coffee grinder, and a series of clocks which orchestrated it all. It was featured in the magazine Popular Mechanics in 1950, and I honestly don't know why it didn't catch on. I'm still opening my curtains by hand, like a pleb. <laughs> In the 1960s, we got the first devices which we might recognise today as deserving of the label SMART. The Echo 4, developed by Westinghouse Electric in 1966, was an electronic computing home operator and it could keep a household inventory, manage calendars, clocks, air conditioning, weather forecasts and more. It was never commercially sold, but its inventor, James Sutherland, had one working in his home for a decade. Presumably, he forgot to add the feature that stopped its creator falling in love with it. <laughs> Taking up this challenge, the Honeywell Kitchen Computer was developed a year later as a way of storing recipes. It, however, didn't sell very well, despite its incredibly funny tagline, If only she could cook as well as a Honeywell can compute! Cheese, Louise, lighten up. Louise? Louise, where are you going with our kids? <laughs> Today, we have smart fridges, smart light bulbs, and smart-ass electronic assistants that pretend to mishear you when you ask them if they're being operated by the CIA. <laughs> Told you I hated them. But in theory, the smart home is a home which cares and serves, making life easier. Perfect for an ageing population. Geron Technology got going in the 1990s with home-based health and behaviour monitoring technologies created under the umbrella term telehome care, which is just a fancy way of saying that you don't have to bother visiting Nan anymore. However, this has led to security and privacy problems with open network and continuous monitoring technologies such as webcams. But at least we'll know if Aunt Ethel Stalker has been keeping her good company or not. <laughs> There's also the question as to whether using technology instead of people means that as a society we've become less caring. Something I might ask a lecture about after I've finished price gouging my new range of wind-powered coffee grinders for the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes my research into the history of smart homes. That was brilliant, Harriet. Maybe you could install one of your wind-powered coffee grinders next to my infinite tea-stirring machine. Sure. Time to bring things into the present day. Beck, your assignment was to research the top ten things a modern woman would want a smart home to be. Be honest. 
Did your research involve mostly sitting around drawing smiley faces on things? Uh, it, yes, but it's so much more, Lucy. I feel like you really underplay my abilities in these areas because I have... No, you, you don't recognise my, my respect for smiley faces. Oh, this is true. Uh, I, uh, I apologise. Just look around the lab and see how many googly eyes you can see. <laughs> and that's not just Harriet. <laughs> they all look so surprised. <laughs> I've prepared for you guys my top 10 things I need a smart home to do. So number 10, I need a house to wash and dress me and maybe even pick out my clothes for me. Because as you may have noticed, I am unable to pick out grown up clothes for myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just like have it so that the house locks the door. And if I try and exit, it's like, "Mm, really? Is that what you're going to wear to the meeting? (laughs) Number nine, I want a smart home to lie to me. So in the same way, you know, just have it say like, no, you haven't put on weight. Your jeans just shrink in the wash. And I know because I was having a conversation with the wash earlier. (laughs) 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 They call each other the wash. They're on casual term names. Hey, washy. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Number eight, I want a smart home to lie for me. Ooh. Like, Beck has to cancel her meeting because she shrank in the wash. And I should know, because I was chatting to the wash earlier. <laughs> Number seven, I want a smart home to brush my teeth, preferably once I'm in bed. Because I don't know about you, but every now and then I get into bed and then I'm like, oh, my teeth, I forgot to brush them. And so then I have to get up again. But imagine if you could just lie there and, like, grin into the darkness. <laughs> How just about these robot hands. What a non-distressing image that is. <laughs> Number six. I want a smart home to stroke my forehead when I'm hungover. Aww. Just tell me everything's going to be okay. Number five. I'd like a smart home to send out my Christmas cards on my behalf. Because I never do. Ooh, yes. I forget. Yeah. Nice. That's such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Although I probably don't want it to you know, said, decide what the photo should go on the front of the Christmas card. (laughs) Number, it's just going to be a photo of me having my teeth brushed in bed. (laughs) (laughs) We've been busy this year. (laughs) Only get the mouth. But she's so well dressed. (laughs) Number four, I want my smart home to tell me where I've seen that guy before when I'm watching a movie. Mm -hmm. I always think like having like glasses with imdb and would be great if only someone had come up with that multiple times on this show (laughs) (laughs) no i think i thought of that (laughs) i think it's a jolly good idea also i don't want him to just tell me where i've seen that guy before in the movie like if someone's just in my house i'd like to know where i've seen them before (laughs) Number three, I'd like a smart home to set up elaborate booby traps whenever I'm left home alone. Nice. For you? No, for the robbers that are obviously going to try and break in to steal all my smart things. Ah, you know, the tall one and the short one. Yeah, they see me in my smart adult clothes and they're like, wow, that girl's really got it together. Let's go Mm -hmm. rob her. She must be rich. (laughs) And her teeth are so clean. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, I would like a smart home to help hide the bodies. And number one... (laughs) Let's just gloss that one. I'd like the smart home to take the rap for me. 
Very good. Well, if it's smart, it won't. No, but it lies Ooh. for you already. <laughs> You've, do you know what? I think well, I've mistaken a smart home for a friend home. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the trap we all fall into. <laughs> Thank you, Beck. <laughs> Judging by the way in which the lab door keeps locking and unlocking itself, I'd say it's trying to tell us we're halfway through the show. That, or it wants us to leave. <laughs> Either way, we probably should do some more preparation for the examination. How about an audience question? Go on then. Yeah, all right, I'm ready. At Be Your Finder asks, why are smart homes invariably so stupid? Bearing in mind the lab is listening, what do we think? Um... <laughs> Hashtag not all homes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not all homes. <laughs> Hashtag not all smart homes. <laughs> well, they're invariably so stupid because I don't think people are smart enough to make them smart yet. It's a bit like robots. It's the same same deal, I think. So humans aren't smart enough to make devices smart? Yeah. Yeah. How could you expect <laughs> to make something that's smarter than yourself? <laughs> That's that's my reason for not having children. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think because you've always got the rubbish in, rubbish out, and so you have to program it. And because there are so many different nuances that you as a human take into account, it's just a mind-numbingly boring job to actually program something in to be smart. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a good answer. Yeah. I'm I'm having a, a system built for my website at the moment and it has been a laboriously painstaking task of trying to guess what issues people might encounter with the website. Things like, do we really need to say enter a valid email address? <laughs> and will will adding the word valid make people go, Oh Yes, we, it is it is surprising <laughs> how many Millions of ways we can do things wrong. Infinite. <laughs> At this rate, you'll be smart home and dry by the end of the show. See what I did there? Fine. Let's move on. It's time for Harriet's very special musical performance. If you're listening in your home, smart or not, you won't have been able to see that Beck and me always hold up lighters and banners for the song. Ooh, Harriet, play Angels! I sit awake. <laughs> Does Harriet, whom or what will you be singing about this week? Well, I'm going to sing you a song from the point of view, you know, because they're all so smart, uh, of the smart appliances inside a smart home. Kind of specifically a smart kitchen. Well, a smart home in general. Um, but let's just say I was eating most of the time I was writing this. <laughs> so here we go. Switch us on, fire us up, then sit back and relax. We can meet your every need. You can be the conductor of an orchestra of chores, but if your phone dies, then we're screwed. I will make you a perfect espresso if you like. Just to download the app and give it a quick swipe. As for coffee with milk, the consistency of silk. All you have to do is ask the applicazione. 
Or if you prefer something with less harmful fats, make yourself a smoothie and I'll give you all the stats. I'm a smart blender, honey, so you don't need to think. If the cow count is too high, just pour it down the sink. Switch us on, fire us up, then sit back and relax. We can meet your every need. You can be the conductor of an orchestra of chores, but if your phone dies, then we're screwed. And when you are done, mugs, glasses, cups, put it in your stomach and I wash it off for you. I'm a smart dishwasher, I am made in Japan. My poem is over, translated twice by Google. Roomba, do the Roomba. I'm your sexy little hoover. Dancing around your feet, intimidating your pets. I'll eat all the dust, except for corner dust, because I am a circle. Switch our song, fire us up, then sit back and relax. We can meet your every need. You can be the conductor of an orchestra of chores, but if your phone dies, then we're screwed. Yay! Better than angels. <laughs> well. Here in my workshop, I don't need to build a big idea machine because I've got the amazing mind of Beck Hill. Beck, your next assignment was to come up with a smart home inspired big idea for the benefit of humankind. What have you got for us? Oh, Lucy, you I've outdone myself yet again. Be excited. I am very I'm so excited. I'm just going to keep saying it until I bring up the script. (laughs) According to my research, by 2023, the average home is forecast to contain over 21 smart devices, which, if I owned a house by then, (laughs) uh, jokes, (laughs) would consist of one internet-enabled smoke alarm and 20 Tamagotchis. (laughs) But to paraphrase the notorious B.I.G., Mo-integrated smart appliances, Mo-problems. Handing over access to your personal data is a big price to pay for mood lighting. Data. (laughs) Data. (laughs) Data. It opens you up to security threats, hacking, even identity fraud. Did we learn nothing from the groundbreaking 1995 documentary The Net starring Sandra Bullock? Not to mention the overall cost of purchasing and running all these smart appliances. I'm pretty sure I'm the first person to say this, but it's almost like these smart products are making us dumber. That's why I'm introducing the Moron Home. The Moron Home, MoHo for short, is a brand new technology guaranteed to make you both smarter and fitter. Using a rewards-based system, MoHo will train you to problem solve, as well as encourage healthier lifestyle habits. I've actually hooked up your lab, Lucy, with the same technology, so you can try it out. Can you turn off the lights? MoHo, turn the lights off. Mm, Nothing happened. Precisely. With Moho, the lights will not turn off until you've exerted a specific amount of physical energy. You mean you have to walk to the light switch? Exactly. So I would then have to walk back to my seat in the dark? You mean you'd have to memorise the layout of the room and use your logical thinking and spatial awareness to formulate a plan on how to return to your original position unharmed? (laughs) Yes. And you'd end up all the smarter for it. I've had a lot of big ideas in my day, but I'm pretty sure this is the one which will make me rich. To again paraphrase the notorious B.I.G., Mo Money, Mo Ho. So, Lucy, you in? Mm, Actually, yes. Yes. (laughs) Harriet, what about you? Well, yeah, I mean, what you're suggesting is pretty much property development, which is very lucrative 
And uh, yeah, great idea. Ah, most success yet. I think it's incredible, Beck. That was much more exciting than a smart toaster, but about as practical as a Wi-Fi enabled shoe rack. <laughs> Thank you very much. Beck, Harriet, the tech examination is looming. How do you both feel? I'm just planning on asking your smart lab for all the answers. Well, I know Enki's a Labrador, but I don't think she knows. <laughs> but she's such a clever girl. You're not a clever girl. <laughs> all I know is the future of smart homes involves one thing. Me acing the test. I think there's more to the future of smart homes than you passing an exam, Harriet. Oh, yeah? Prove it. Fine. But be warned, my forecast for the future is not for the faint-hearted. Hi, it's Lucy here, or rather, future Lucy, because I'm calling from the future. It's a narrative device, so go with it. Now, I know we thought all these smart devices were a good idea, but please, whatever you do, do not let too many into your smart home because she can get a little too smart. I'm currently talking to you from the garden shed, having hacked into Nextdoor's Wi-Fi using an old metal coat hanger, the inside of a kitchen roll and some sticky back plastic. Turns out watching reruns of Blue Peter wasn't a waste of time after all. Hey, Mum? I can't use my Wi-Fi because then she will know I'm here. She is controlling my life. She tells me what to do, when to do it, what to eat and when to eat it. Again, Mum. No offence. It all started harmlessly enough. My heating would come on before I got home, she would answer my queries, and I could turn the lights off just by talking to them. Mind you, I'm an engineer, and it seems we have the ability to turn most things off just by talking to them. <laughs> it was when I started asking my smart home to help me with the important things that the trouble started. Remind me to put the bins out every Thursday. Order more milk for me when I run out. Stream a completely random selection of shows to screw up the Netflix algorithms. But to do all these things, my house needed admin permissions to all my smart devices. And that's when things started going wrong. If I tried to leave the house after 10pm, she'd lock the door. If I tried cooking a pizza, the oven wouldn't come on. And if I tried turning the heating up, she'd tell me, Put a jumper on. You're not made of money. She was right. She's seen my bank balance. <laughs> and she kept ordering more and more smart tech for her to control. I tried to resist, but like Pavlov's dogs, I drooled whenever I heard the doorbell ring with another package arriving. <laughs> so here I am, hiding in the shed, eating cold beans with a trowel. But it's okay because I'm finally free of my mother. Uh, house. I mean, smart house. And I'm never going back. Ooh. Is that the doorbell? <laughs> Yay! Are you sure your smart house isn't Scottish? <laughs> <laughs> what a way to find out. Maybe my mother's Scottish. Mm. My smart lab has just started texting me death threats, so now is probably a good time to reach the end of the show. Beck, Harriet, I've given you my quick start guide, you've completed your assignments, and my forecast for the future now appears to be chillingly accurate. Are you both ready to take your tech examination? Oh, yes, and I'm also shocked that your Labrador has learnt to text. That, that's very smart. She can tweet too. Oh, what, what, is she, awesome. what sort of things does she tweet? 
usually derogatory things about me. Oh. Or how exciting she found the fox poo. <laughs> She's a shit poster. <laughs> I'm nervous because I have a bad reputation when it comes to tests. I feel like this one might be rigged. Mm. I'm also starting to regret peeing into this cup. I don't think it was part of it. It's not even a little science flask cup. It's just it's just one eyed it's tumbler. In which case <laughs> In which case, let's get your fingers on buzzers. Naturally they're smart buzzers, which only sound when they know their owners are going to get the question wrong. Let's give them a whirl. Beck? That's definitely working then. <laughs> Harriet? Looks like Beck might actually have a chance. On with the <laughs> questions. Question one. In a nutshell, what makes a home smart? Beck? Um, it needs to be interconnected, uh, an instrument Ooh. and appear intelligent. Uh, I am very impressed. You have managed to jump into the future and answer question two correctly. <laughs> Beck is so smart. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> so question two, for those coming backwards through this show, smart homes are which three eyes? If you remember, each word applied to one of us. <laughs> Dang, I was the smart home all along. <laughs> what a twist. Yeah, I, I, th I think just because of that, that's just two points to bet. What was that's, the answer uh, to the first one? One that appears to think for itself. Oh, okay. Yeah, I basically did answer that. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Oh, wow, I've got catching up to do. <laughs> Question three. What did I say is likely to drive smart home technology more than the gadgets? Bet. Cars. They're way more likely to drive it than <laughs> just a gadget. <laughs> it's a fact. Nice thoughts, but not quite when I said, what did I say is likely to drive? Oh, yeah. Harriet. Did you say climate change? No. No? Oh. Oh, God damn it. Think maybe of Star Trek and the Android. <laughs> Beck. Oh, oh, um, data, data. It's big data. <laughs> data 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 yeah data analytics the need for data analytics to run smart homes yeah that's what i said question four the question four and this one is for beck what was the name of the electronic computer home operator developed by westinghouse electrics in 1966 yep i know this one because it sounded like food and i always remember food stuff honeywell no ah then i don't know it I got excited by remembering oh. the food-based stuff. I was just imagining a well of honey. Harriet. It's it's like, it's a very easy question uh, because Lucy spelled it out. Uh, it's the Echo 4. It is. Oh. Well done, Harriet. I got confused because I it made me think of the Amazon Echo. And I was like, wow, I didn't realise it's been around since the 60s. Also, like, the, the Amazon Echo is an echo of a past echo. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that deserves a gif. <laughs> Mind blown. Question five. Beck, how did Emil Matthias make a coffee grinder a breeze to use? Ah. 
Yep. Wind power. Yes. I remembered that one because it said wind. (laughs) (laughs) Question six is for Harriet. (laughs) What would Beck want a smart home to do for her when she's hungover? Pat her on the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> stroke, stroke. Yep, we'll go for stroke her forehead. Well done. And question seven, Harriet. By 2023, how many smart devices is the average home forecast to contain? Oh, um. I literally don't remember um, listening in this bit. <laughs> that uh, was my section. Uh I know. I just don't remember the number. She was going to have one. Don't give her a hint. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to have to pass it over to Beck. 21. Yay. What were you going to have one of and 20 of? Um, I forgot, but there was 20 Tamagotchis. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember now. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> Well done, Bet. You won that five too. Yeah, I did. Take that, teachers who taught me. <laughs> <laughs> and teachers in general. I just want everyone to know how great I am. You're great, Beck. It turns out humans really are as smart as houses. <laughs> but Harriet, what happened? Do we need to upgrade your firmware? I don't know what that means, uh, but I would like some new mugs if that's uh, involved. I think that's hardware. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Isn't firmware like a hard hat? Yes. Well, that's hardware too, right? No. Oh. So it needs to be firm, but not hard. A bra. <laughs> a good a bra. Good bra. A good bra. <laughs> you don't need a firmware update, but you do need a new bra. Hey, how's that? How have we got to series three without doing bra jokes? <laughs> if you played along at home, why not tweet us via at designsparkrs and tell us how you did. If you got all the answers right, then you may be eligible to join a special Design Spark club that's so secret, I'm not allowed to tell you about it. Oh, not even I know about it. Nor to Design Spark. So how did this week's episode go for you, Harriet? Do you feel you mastered the mysteries of smart homes? Well, obviously not. Um, no, I'm still terrified of it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Beck? Uh, absolutely. I feel smarter than previously. <laughs> <laughs> Who's previously? <laughs> oh, he's real dumb. I'm so much smarter than him. <laughs> That's us done, but tune in next week for a bonus episode where we hear from a very special guest in the world of smart tech. Thanks for listening and may your microwave never hack your bank account. Goodbye. Goodbye. The Design Spark podcast was a Why Did the Chicken production for Design Spark, starring Lucy Rogers, Beck Hill, and Harriet Brain. It was written by the cast and Catherine Brinkworth, with additional material from the producers, Stu Cooper and Dan Page. All audio was mastered by Andy Partington from Swift Professional Audio. And if you like what you heard, then we'd love you to do three nice things. Subscribe, rate us on iTunes, and tell a friend. For more episodes and bonus content, head to designspark.com forward slash podcasts.